Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Here we go. Hi, <laughs> everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of Midnight Poppy Land on The Story Tinker. And today we have Terry and our new host, Shireen. Hi, everybody. I'm Shireen. I live in the Netherlands, but I'm actually half German, half Iranian. Um, I'm an air traffic controller um, as my normal job. <laughs> and I write fan fiction on AR3. It's called Little Hamster's Errand Boy. And most people know me as Caesar on Instagram, where I do a lot of like Sims fan art. And I have two cats. And for those who are watching this on YouTube, they might pop up in between. <laughs> I didn't, I think I've read the story. I didn't realize, I didn't connect that it was you till now, till you said the title. I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah. I definitely watched your incredible um, videos that you do with like the Sims layout and the layout of everything. It's like just the detail yeah. is impressive. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, my second passion. I spend too much time on computers for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks. So, hi, I'm Terry. Um, I'm on Instagram and AO3 as Lady Libras. Um, and I'm also, you know, around Facebook, also as Lady Libras, and basically Lady Libras all over the internet. So, if you see a Lady Libras, it's probably me. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad to be hosting again. I think this episode was amazing. So, I was so excited when I read it. I'm like, oh, I wonder what we're going to be doing. And then we get. Wow. yes yes there's a lot to discuss here yes. yeah all right so let's start we have the the last couple panels are repeated in this one where jewelry uh, every time he says something i just want to like strangle him and he's oh. Oh, okay wait, well <laughs> I, know, I feel like we could spend a million years just like being angry and he says, I had a question for the longest time in high school, Poppy. And we're not going to analyze these panels because we already did it last time. I'm just going to read it. I couldn't believe my luck when you agreed to go out with me. I love you so effing much. And she's like, so why did you treat me like dirt? And so that's how it ended, that great, amazing um, line. And now she continues. And she's like, why did you lie to me over and over again? Why did you belittle me and fill me with so much doubt until I didn't know who I was anymore? Like, yes, yes, Poppy. She is not letting him get to her mind. And obviously, like, yes, this is something that it is it is getting to her in a way. Like, it's impossible for him not to affect her emotionally. But she is standing up for herself. Yeah. And these are probably questions she's had in her head every time he did this to her. Like, why, why, why are you doing this? I mean, why is this happening? Yeah. Why she has a chance to ask him. And she probably gets for, like, the answers, you know? Mm -hmm. I, wonder, I mean, I wonder when you say like, this is what she was always asking herself. I wonder when she realized that how, how he was treating her was wrong. You know, like, was I, it... I wonder because, you know, her grand and her two best friends um, and Dean all hate him. So she may have been getting some 
advice when I'm like, this isn't normal, you know, you're so great, you're so wonderful, and look at this, and yeah, I mean, we all said, uh, last episode, he's an expert gaslighter, um, but yeah, she must have just had some sort of aha moment, maybe we'll get what that was, but it could have been her walking in uh, on him with Mimi, but it might have been before that, I don't know, brewing in her head, and that was like it, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I feel like because she moved to Naren like a couple months before, right? And I think that can definitely help, like just having the oh. physical di- distance and kind of separate better and, you know, meet new people that all treat you differently and, <clears throat> sorry, kind of remind you of like your worth and your value. And then you, like, you know, she would travel back to Moonbright and then, you know, he's there treating her like that. And I can imagine that that was kind of a click where she's like, no, there are treat- people that treat me better, like people I just met treat you better than you do. Yeah, it's like waking up out of a fog, right? Like she's just been in this fog induced by him and then getting that distance and separation, you know, and probably validation from the work she was doing and other things like I am smart and I I do have self-worth and I am valuable, so. And we know that like we have a flashback to the party that she had at her house party when she got drunk with her cousins and her Dean and she was like, oh, if I ever succeed in breaking up with jewelry, so mm-hmm. it was definitely on her mind at some point when she moved to Naren. Yeah. And just finding the catalyst to make her like finally make that break, which was her walking in yeah. on him. Yeah. Even though in his head, they weren't totally broken up, but she was done. She's been done. So what, like throughout the, throughout this episode, his thinking is just so convoluted. Like I, I don't even get how like he could ever live in a world where like she walks in on him cheating and she's the bad one. I just don't even get it. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's a scary narcissist. And I have never dated a narcissist, but I've worked with a narcissist. And let me tell you, trying to make sense of the way their head works is, it's just, it, it's exhausting because it just doesn't make sense how they get from this point to that point to that point and what they seize on and what they ignore and everything. And I was so happy when I left that job because I left that you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, that's, I was like cringing with everything he's saying. I'm like, I was in a relationship with this person, but I was in a working relationship with this person. Yeah. And yeah, it's something. So, something. Oh. Sorry, I was just going to say the way Lily wrote this is just dead perfect. Yeah. Something just popped into my head, Terry, when you said that like she's been done. I saw this really interesting video that someone made on how guys like really suffer after a breakup. And are surprised how like a lot of women bounce back so quickly. And she basically said like the moment that we asked you to change your behavior and you didn't was the moment we started breaking up with you. And like, you know, she was probably crying in her car. Like she was probably crying Mm -hmm. over you already for some months until she had basically healed. And then she was like, yeah, now we're done because she had already gone through kind of the separation process. So I think that's really like, I thought that was a really interesting take because I've never been taught take. about that way. Yeah, I mean, we as women, we have to be resilient. It's just part of the world we live in and the, the obstacles we face just going about our daily lives. We have to be tough. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to have that spine, you know, that steel spine that we get. And yeah, so I'm not surprised that we heal from this faster because, but yeah, like you said, by the time we leave you, we've been done. So... <laughs> Interesting. We done been done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Hillary l- looks at this. He takes a moment to absorb this. 
And you would think maybe a normal person would be like, hmm, maybe I did something wrong. But no, that is not what Jewelry thinks because he just takes it and just finds a way to spin it about her. So now Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for how you're feeling. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And Poppy says, no, you're not. And then the next line that she says is just, you have to like put this on the billboard of Times Square. She says, but there's a difference between you being responsible for my feelings and you taking responsibility for your actions. And if you can't tell the difference between the two, then all the more reason for me to leave. Yeah, I mean, no, the way she delivers this so calmly, like I'd be crying and yelling and being like, you know what I mean? And she's just like, no, and this, and this is why. And you need to take responsibility for this as a grown ass man. So, yeah. Yeah, she's so like elegant about it, which to me is even more incredible because we saw how she reacted when she was on the phone with him. He made her so angry that she like punched the wall or whatever it was, you know, she was so mad. So I can only imagine that she's probably carrying that same level of aggression inside her, but she's not to act on it. She's roiling inside, you know what I mean? Like everything is just firing inside, but she's got that calm exterior and she's just not going to give him the power yeah. And let him see what he's doing to her. She's not giving him the satisfaction. Like, you're not going to see it. You know, I will deal with it internally. Yeah. Once I walk away from you, then I can have my, you know what I mean? But you're not seeing this. You don't have that privilege anymore. I love that you said that because a lot of people on Patreon, like a couple of people were questioning, like, why didn't she like, you know, really lay in on him? And several people responded back that that would just give him like you said, power that would give him satisfaction to know how much he rattled her. And this is, this is like, and you know, you also see by his reaction, which we'll see a bit later, how he is rattled by how strong she is and how uncaring she seems. She's just done. Like, here's our final conversation. I want you out of my life as soon as possible. Go away. And we see by how he reacts later on that he really is rattled by her lack of emotional response, seemingly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because he's expecting her to cry and be wail and be like, oh, I still love you, you awesome man. And she's just like, bye. Also, though, why has he not like, he's like, I love you and all of that stuff. And he wants her back. Where was he? Why did he not go to Naren? Like, he doesn't love her. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all about like her coming to him, not him going to her. Yeah. I think in his twisted head, her him going to her would show yeah. weakness. So she's got to come crawling back, even though he's the one stalking her while she's in Moonbite right, right now. She's not trying to find him. He's stalking her. So, you know, when they're breaking up, he's like not willing to invest anything into her. No. Mm-mm. But yeah, that, that actually leads me to a good question. Like, do you think that in his mind, like to the extent that he actually thinks about it, do you think he actually wants to get back together with her? And I can I can imagine why he would want someone like Poppy because he can use her and he can just be in power over her. But like, do you think that like he actually would have pursued her at some point again or he would have just like let her go and then she just happened to come back to Moonbright. So he's like, well, I'll take advantage while she's here. I'll go harass her. I mean, I think he misses being in control of her. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, it honestly would have been all it would have taken for him to find somebody else, you know, that he could do that too. And then, because that's all, it's not love. It's just, I can control you and I get off on that. So 
but you have to come to me and you have to be in my space. I'm not going to your space. So of course he jumps right back on this because he's like, yay, she's back. I can get her back under my control again and she's moved on. So it's him facing this that, yeah, your little toy has left the building, so. Yeah. And um, I, I thought as well that like, they got together in high school. So she was used to him and she stayed with him for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, because it's what she knew. And I think for him, it's probably the same, you know? Like we saw, have we seen this already? I think so. Where, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah of course, of course we have. Sorry, <laughs> where she like calls him and she like made dinner and things like yeah. that. So it really seemed like there was a level of domestication as well while they lived in Moonride together where she kind of, yeah, you know, took care of the house a little bit, I guess, because I did not see him doing any of that. So I don't get the sense they live together. What do you think? I mean, especially um, if they didn't have sex. <laughs> you know, she was just graduated from college, so maybe they were on the same campus. But honestly, when she walked in on him with Mimi, I don't think that was the first time he cheated on. He's probably been cheating on Poppy the whole time. I think that's just the first time she saw it. Like she walked in on it. Um, so I have no idea where I was going with that. But I'm just like, yeah, he's been cheating on her probably since at least college. But I wouldn't be surprised, you know, in high school too. Yeah. And but I think he was kept- like a comfortable cushion, you know. Sure. It's familiar. He wouldn't want to have a relationship with Mimi because otherwise he would be with her now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She was just a a tail, piece of tail. You know what I mean? Again, he's a user and abuser of women. Women are objects. So Poppy wasn't putting out. Therefore, he had no choice but to get it elsewhere. I actually had a guy say that to me when I was a freshman undergrad. (laughs) I broke up with him. He's like, if you don't sleep with me, I'm going to cheat on you. I'm like, you would cheat on me anyway. Bye. And he couldn't believe it. And I was in New York and he was in Pennsylvania. And I remember him driving four hours to where I was to show up at a party I was at because he could not believe I dumped him. And I was just like, go. I was like, go away. I'm not sleeping with you. Well, at least he, like, at least he was willing to come to you, no? you know, like the bar is so low. That. I was done. I was like, bye. <laughs> See ya. Uh, by the way, I don't think Mimi would be the kind of girl he wants her being in a relationship with because she does seem pretty strong minded. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, like going back to the Poppy's line, I think that's an amazing line because you know, there is this very there is it is there is truth to the fact that to some extent you're the one responsible for your feelings, right? But on the other hand, a, a person doing actions right like obviously sometimes somebody, somebody does an action that isn't meant to be hurtful right and then the person what well, a person gets hurt because of their personality because of their experience and maybe it triggers something so there is an element to being responsible for your own feelings but it's so true like it's just it's not one way it has to go both ways with being responsible for your actions as well and it's just like it's just like the perfect balance between being responsible and psychologically healthy and like owning your yeah. feelings and working through them and also expecting a healthy reciprocal respectful relationship on the other person it's it's just so perfect mm-hmm. it's it's brilliant the way she wrote this it's just incredible like i was reading I'm like this is so good this is so well done yeah and honestly honestly i actually think it's something that's very prevalent like in our like the young generation where there's like there's kind of this expectation that everyone else has to be responsible for their feelings and you know this is just just such a healthy split you know 
Yeah, I was like, you are always responsible for your actions and you have to own them, whether yeah. it makes you uncomfortable or not. You know what I mean? It's not up to someone else to own your, your, you know, your actions. It's part of growing up and being mature, but it's also part of being in like a good society that we hold each other accountable for the shit we do. So brava, Poppy, good on you. Absolutely. I think she's so mature. This moment we have our dashing professor approaching and <laughs> we were all wondering like is Tora you know it was a big debate it was like we want Tora to smack yeah. we all wanted Tora to like smack him you know and like to just like beat him up but we also wanted him to like allow Poppy to stand up for herself and we got both of our wishes satisfied because that's exactly <laughs> what he does He's yeah because I also know the, the um side of like she needs to she needs this for closure she needs to be able to say what she wants to say to him but god it would be delicious <laughs> if he just <laughs> smacked the hell out of him so thank you for both because she needs it's so every reading I think it's um episode 47 when he's like poppy who did this to you remember that part when and then now he's sitting here watching this is the person that did this to her and I think this is why he's like he's knows she needs this catharsis of wrapping this up but it's probably taking everything in him not to just swoop in there and grind this guy's face into the gravel but yeah he's so he's also extremely emotionally intelligent Torah he really is yeah especially because I think Poppy never explicitly said, right? She was never mm -hmm. like, oh, my boyfriend did this. My boyfriend did that. Mm -mm. He probably also because of his like own experience, he's just able to gather what it must feel like for her. And probably because like, if he ever had a chance to stand up to Vincent, like he would want to be the one doing it. It would, yeah. you know, he understands and I really appreciate the fact that Lily's not only like showing him standing aside, you know, like she could have just had him enter when he says poppy line and we don't know that he's been standing there listening. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she clearly shows he's here and he's hearing this and he's making a conscious choice not to step in because he knows that she wouldn't want him to. Like that to me is, can he get any more perfect? I mean, you know, it's all within like what, three weeks <laughs> since they first met each other. And I think he, she mentioned him once, once specifically, right? When they were up um, and she was braiding his hair and they're sitting there. She mentioned that one time. And then he picked up on it when they were in his apartment. And she was just like, you're not going to get mad at me for being upset with you, you know? And now we see exactly why she would ask that question because here's jewelry with a face like a thumb, you know? Just being <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> Is always like, damn it, just stay put, don't be a dick. You can see he wants to go, like, he has to tell himself to stay. He yeah. is already riled up, and but yeah, like, he's willing to call himself, you know, a dick if he would go in. Like, this man is not afraid of kind of like calling right, right, and wrong, wrong, right? And you know, and then he leans back against the car and just like kind of rubs his shoulders. It's like she's put up with this bullshit for years. This is a score she'd want to settle herself. Who am I to interfere anyway? Which is like a little sad. It's like, Tora, you know, yeah, you know, you might not be calling each other boyfriend, girlfriend yet, but you sure act like it. Well, he was panicking too when he was trying to find her. I think partly that was him panicking, like, what if she gets back together with this guy? You know, what if I lost my chance? I think that was part of it. 
And then on the other hand, he just knows on some level that this guy was really awful to her. So it's like a two-sided coin with him with the panic. And that's where the who might interfere anyway. It's like, does she even give a shit? Like that, you know? And she does, but yeah, it's sad that they, they both feel that way about each other. And Poppy yeah. even later says that in the episode too, where she's like, who am I good enough? You know, like they both have this feeling of like, we're not good enough for each other. I just want to take their heads together and smash and like just <laughs> kiss, kiss already. You know, it's just like, stop, talk to each other. Like just be brave and just lay it out there. And I know we'll get that eventually, but it's like waiting is exquisite pain. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the cigarette comment that he makes yeah. because that didn't need to be there. And I didn't pick up on it. I was like, oh yeah, it's just Torah. But somebody, I think on Patreon commented about the significance of him mentioning he doesn't have cigarettes because he wants one, meaning he is stressed and also mm-hmm. to help him calm down and keep his emotions in check a little bit. So yeah, yeah it, I think that's kind of a like prelude to the bitch slap. Well, yeah, and she set that up when they were in the alley and facing off against those other thugs and he had a cigarette, you know what I mean? Because he was just like calming down and now we're in this, that was the setup for this. He doesn't have that mechanism that he uses to like stable himself out. So he's roiling, you know, right now, all sorts of emotions and yeah. Looks cool while he's doing it though. (laughs) And now... Um, do you guys remember? I totally forgot. Where was that? Where was the second person supposed to take over? Happy the hand. <laughs> where was it? When he calls, when he says her name. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> and Poppy's like, I need to go now. Take care of jewelry, which is again is so the high road. She's like, mm-hmm. and people are also saying like, and I think you said this right. It's there's no point in arguing with a narcissist. Like you're wasting your breath. So she's like, goodbye. We're done. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing to say anymore. And like she ends up with take care jewelry. Like, hello, this lady has got class. <laughs> yeah, very much so. She's very classy. Because I'd be like, eat shit and die jewelry. Bye. <laughs> you know I mean? And she's like, take care. Which is also just such a cold dismissal. Like, bye. maybe she'll find the voodoo doll at Granny's place and you know get all of that out still. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yes, yes. But Granny also nice. already called out the dick, right? Because she has <laughs> <laughs> yeah. already like in pieces, so I don't need a new one taking her scooter you know it clunks and it thumbs he's pushing it and oh my god i can't stand this guy jewelry just looks at her and he looks so hurt that she's leaving him he's like how is this happening why is she not more riled up why is she not crying and sobbing he just i think he's like confused and pissed you know what i mean yeah he's just like i'm the best thing ever like how can she walk away from me like i don't get how she's doing this yeah so he digging his own grave because he, he's so foolish he thinks that like he's actually going to get anywhere that's how wrapped up in his own stupidity he is and he's like i'll tell you why i did all that it's because you never let me in no matter what i do for you you wear that cheerful happy persona like it's some kind of armor and you just make me feel so damn insecure about myself and probably still pushing the scooter so how about you take responsibility for that Ugh. and i love that she has her back to him and she's just walking away while well, well, he's ranting about this but yeah that was period <laughs> such bullshit it is it's complete her making him feel insecure it's 
not her job to make him feel secure. You know what I mean? It's not your job, our job to make our partner, our boyfriend, husband, whatever, feel like a man. You know what I mean? That's not our job. Um, and obviously he's just got a huge gaping hole inside. He's empty. He's just a self-centered, empty, insecure mess. He's incredible. I like, oh, I've had arguments with people like this, you know, like you said, where you can never be right. And even if they're like outright contradicting themselves, they are still in the right. And it's just, I don't know if you have this saying in English, but in Germany, we have this saying that's like, um, the smarter one gives in. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like if, you know, whoever has like more brains basically just gives away and it's like, okay, you know what, just. Not worth my time. Yeah. Not worth my time, yeah. I do think jewelry says one interesting thing though, which is, that she wears the happy persona like armor because That's I do think, fool, I guess <laughs> yeah I do think that that is in a way correct and it also makes me wonder and I've been wondering this for a while how well do we actually know Poppy you know because yeah. I feel like at least me in the beginning you know I took that as like at face value I was like oh, she's so quirky and cute and I wonder like how much of that is actually her you know I think just because the trauma she's had, starting with her mother and then the death of her father, and, you know, she probably learned you know, to put on this happy armor, I'm good, I'm good, and it probably started as maybe something not to worry her grandmother, yeah. um, you know what I mean, and yeah, I, like you just said, a lot of us do it, we put on this face, um, and we all have protective armor in whatever ways. But yeah, I mean, I think that she has depths. I do think that she is that charming and cute and elegant, but she has depth. I mean, and she has, obviously she's got anger. She's pushed down and, you know, that she, she has to work through and she's got things she still needs to work through. Um, and I think though, this kind of anger, but also like, um, can you, how to say it, but there's a reason why her and Tora connect on like this really like minute level like why they're kind of tethered together because they're really similar in a lot of ways. Um, and she just hides it behind this happy facade she has to do. Well, he hides it behind, I'm this tough badass and I don't have feelings and I'll just kill you as soon as look at you. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, she had a lot of trauma really young and to get through it and to make the people around her comfortable. I'm okay, I'm happy, I'm fine, I'm good. You know what yeah. I mean? It's protection. I also think like you're right that it's a coping mechanism and her dad he died when she was like a teenager right mm -hmm. correct I can imagine that this is who she used to be sure and that you know that's when her life was good and she had her dad and everything and that when things get tough like it's easy to kind of refer back to like a previous self I don't know we need Patty on this one you know <laughs> Well, I mean, we all have multiple selves, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, as you go through life, you change. And it's it's not like a splintering, but it's kind of like a growth and a layer. You get more layers. Um, if you have trauma really young, like I've had trauma really young, and it made me pull myself inward and um, just keep a lot to myself. And I have a poker face, and I don't like let a lot show, even though I might be feeling a lot on the inside. Yeah. And that was my coping mechanism. And I remember what I was like before that trauma, but I am still the same person. I just grew and expanded myself. 
And I think that's what she's doing right here too. This is a big turning point in her life where she's growing and the past her, the one that was with Jorley is now going away and now she's moving in a different direction and she's growing more and expanding out more because, you know, we all know stuff's coming down the pike and she's going to have to handle it. And there's going to be sacrifices. We don't know what they are. Um, but I mean, it's either you grow and you change and you adapt or you curl up in a little ball and you hide for the rest of your life. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess really, you know, there, there's been a couple of true things that he said. So he's, I guess he's not completely stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and she's walking away, doesn't look at him, says, fine, I will. And then she does turn around and the, the artwork is so gorgeous. So you just see like everything's flapping in the wind. It's really beautiful. And she turns around and with a super determined look on her face says, I'll take responsibility and break up with you for good. So you can find someone who won't make you feel insecure. Delicious. And of course he's standing there looking like a thumb, you know, like how I just yeah. don't understand how this is happening. It's like the opposite of what he wanted. Like he wanted her to be like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I made you feel insecure. I'm coming back. And she's like, oh, if I made you insecure, go be happy. Go be with somebody else. And he's like, uh, that's not what I want. Yeah, That's not the script. You went <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going off script here. What's going on? <laughs> Perfect. It's so, so, so well done. Yeah. And she looks at him with a glare. It's I a glare. Ooh, yeah, I just love this panel. Yes. Just, yeah, it's great. Just cold, just like, bye. You're nothing to me. Just leave me alone. We're done. So excited to see this. <laughs> I literally opened the door and put the cat in the room and closed the door. Thank you, kids. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, so she's pushing it away and he just can't stop. He's like, stop right there, Poppy. You never used to be this way. See what I mean? I said you change if you went to the city, and I was right. And then we had Poppy Land. And, and I love how <laughs> this is where I pick up part two. Um, I love her expression. <laughs> I mean, she's like, oh, Lord. But then he's also finally looking away from her. This is the first time he looks away from her. He looks over to see this magnificent specimen coming towards but she's just like towards here you know you can just see that bubble and he's just coming out of the gloom I love it like he's still all in dark but he's coming out of the gloom walking towards them and she's like Torah and I love how they both completely just ignore jewelry like he ceased to exist here like and they're just falling right into their banter as usual it's like why are you here I'll help is it our gas yeah she is I love the scooter you know but I can manage the gas stations just across the road. You sure? She looks pretty heavy. Rude. And then you cut. Totally <laughs> <laughs> just standing there like, hello, I'm right here. And of course, no one needs you, Jewelry. Take the hint. Yeah, bye. Just turn around. Good, like, keep some dignity. What little dignity you have, turn around, go back to your car and just drive away. Yeah. Of course, he can't do this. He thinks he still owns Poppy and that she's accountable to him. So she, he's like, who is he? And there's a pause. And then she turns and she goes, he, he's my uncle. And. 
was like, oh, for come on. <laughs> and I'm like, Poppy. <laughs> I thought legitimately in this moment, I was like, is Tora gonna just kiss her? Just to be like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, really? I would have loved it. But I mean, of course he doesn't. <laughs> but it's no. just, I no. did not see the uncle thing coming. I was like, really? <laughs> And just his reaction, I laughed so hard when I saw the sigh and the eye roll, just like, here we go. Again, she's being ridiculous. <laughs> just I love how, yeah, she starts out with this like very like angry expression, like, I'm going to show you. He, and then she just goes like, my uncle. Like, uncle? <laughs> <laughs> in her head, she's like, what I come, what I come, what I come. She's like, I don't know where she got uncle. I saw people are confident, like, he's not uncle, he's daddy. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Okay, well, he knows, he definitely knows he's not her daddy, but yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I guess I just want to say, like, the fact to me that she's still not, not even going to call him a friend, it's just like you really see she's still at the point where she just doesn't know how, what kind of relationship she wants yeah. with Tora. And, you know, we're all like, you love each other and you're going to be married yeah. and like destined to be together forever, duh. But neither of them are there yet. And it's, no. um, like we're and, waiting and we're waiting remember it's been like what three weeks mm-hmm. i mean for us you know we're reading this in tiny little pieces and it seems like it's been months and months but it's literally been three weeks so that they've known each other and since she walked in on joel ray with mimi so yeah of course she's going to need time um to figure out all this and this whole thing closing off her relationship ending her relationship totally which already needed to happen before she can move forward with torah so yeah. This was not going to happen until jewelry. She had closure with that. But I also wonder if the fact that it's jewelry she's talking to plays into what she calls him. Like, obviously, in front of her granny, she wouldn't call him her uncle because, yeah, she yeah. didn't know. But I, you know, I also feel like maybe, maybe she doesn't want to be like, oh, he's my friend or like he's my new beau or whatever, because she doesn't want to rely on that. So I really hope in the next few weeks, our time, um, Tora gets to meet Granny, and I'm so curious what, like, how Poppy's going to introduce him then, you know? Yeah. And I'm really hoping that it's something a little bit more dignified than that. But and also, because, it's like, it's not jewelry's business who he is. Yeah. He is not, yeah. So it's like, uh, none of your business. He's my uncle. Yeah. And I also thought, like, because Poppy asked him why he's here, but she sent him a text. Like, she sent him a text saying, I'm going to Moonbright do you want to come yeah and she's not been looking at her phone like it's really possible that she had connection and the text sent and he just followed and she's like why are you here and it's like well you asked him to come girl yeah. and i think that's just still the self-doubt like you know she had asked jorga to come to nair and he wouldn't have and it's just kind of like the shock that he, tora follows through you know what i mean so she asked him to come he gets in a car and comes and she's not used to that at all yet yeah but I was so proud that she did ask. And I think it also shows that, like, yeah, he is something to her because mm-hmm. she was in a really distressed situation, like worried about her granny. And she wanted him there. And I think that's like a big thing to ask. It is. Yeah. And it shows progress and growth. So our sentient thumb goes, Your uncle, <laughs> don't lie to me. And he's just got such a punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> you did meet someone else I was right now this the hypocrisy here is just so 
I'm like, oh, she literally walked in on you with another woman and you're sitting here screeching about her meeting someone after she broke up with you. Like, this is none of your business at all. Yeah. And you can tell Poppy's just like, oh, he's like a bad rash. He just won't go away. And with weeks of our breakup, he got over me pretty damn quick, huh? So much for being a loyal girlfriend, huh, Poppy? I mean, so he's just kind of like hitting her as low as he can get, you know, like, He's the one that was the cheater, but he's twisting it on her and trying to make her feel like she's actually the cheater and she's not. And I think the way he's like, like he is being aggressive right now. I think mm-hmm. it's like the questions, the huh, huh, you know, yeah, it's basically, sure. he's basically screaming punch me. Like, honestly, this is the way you start a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's funny that he's directing this at Poppy because he can, he's like, I can take Poppy. I mean, no, you can't. She'd kill you. But, you know, <laughs> he's not acting all big and manly and tough against the really tall guy standing next to Poppy. It's all at her. So that, that's his target. He's a coward. You know what I mean? So he'll go after what he sees as the weaker person um, to get his jollies. But I think what he does, like the way he does address Torah, which you will read for us, is worse than coming at Torah. What he does is so much worse. I snarled. I literally like, mm. <laughs> I guess three months is enough time to snag a fancy looking city schmuck. Try supermodel the world, dude. That's what he looks like. And Pop just looks down. Sorry I had to hear yeah, that, bro. No offense, but from one man to another. But First of all, so, child. Yeah. <laughs> Before we even do that, like Poppy's expression here, like she's been strong all along, but here it does look like what he's saying is getting to her. And, you know, it's not surprising because it takes a long time to get out of the mentality of, you know, feeling guilty for everything, feeling like you're at fault for everything. And I think there is an element though, which we don't think is justified, but she seems like she does feel guilty about, you know, maybe finding someone new or wanting someone new, which, you know, we're like, don't feel guilty, but she does because he's been with her for six years and he's been getting in her mind and twisting it and making her feel bad for everything. Yeah. I mean, he knows how to push her buttons and he knows what hurts her and he knows, you know, like she values herself in a certain way. So mm-hmm. let me tear, try to tear that down as much as I can. Yeah. Do you also feel like maybe she's different now because Tora's there? Cause like the whole time she didn't know he was there. Mm-hmm. She was very, like we said, very composed. And then he showed up and then she didn't know what to say anymore. That's why she was like, he's my uncle. You know, she was just like, I don't know what to say. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it does get to her that she's like, wow, like Tora's hearing all these horrible things about me. You I know? mean, I'm sure she's embarrassed on some level that Tora's witnessing this, you know, I'm mortified. I would be absolutely mortified. You know, this guy who I like is standing here listening to this ex say this to me. That's mortifying. You know, she's probably deeply embarrassed, but also like, will Tora believe him? So... So he does the hit. probably also just throws her off like sure it's just hard to be you know it's hard to argue in front of people I mean at least I find it like I don't I, <laughs> I can't ever argue with my husband in front of other people it's like yeah yeah, yeah. So. um and just the whole like the whole like incel from one man to another you know those kind of guys they're just like Neanderthals like knuckle draggers like, <laughs> um if this is the kind of girl you're interested in, better think twice. 
It's so disrespectful. Yeah, incel is You're a whore. Person. I mean, let's be real. That's what he's saying. He's like, she's a whore. She cheats, she's a whore, which is completely false. And Tora oh. knows this, but he's still saying this in front of Tora to her. So I didn't actually interpret that this kind of girl is being directly related to what he said. I just thought he meant like just a collective judgment of Poppy as a whole, like whatever negative things he's like, oh, you're not interested in her. Like she's weak. She's this, she's that. Like I didn't necessarily relate it to what he said right before, but yeah, I mean, either way, it's highly, highly disgusting. That's what I thought as well. And the fact that he just assumes that any other guy, right? Any other guy that he knows nothing about that this other guy would automatically also be a sexist pig. Mm-hmm. That's so horrifying. Is this like, oh, he'll back me up. Like he's a dude. He won't say anything about the way I treat women. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of guys do feel empowered by that, you know? Yeah. They, there's definitely a certain subset of guys that, you know, sit in basements and rail about women and how we're all, you know, bitches and whores only dating chads or, you know, whatever, all that crap. Um, and obviously Jory is about to join their ranks because he just got dumped. So, you know, he's going to go in his mom's basement and he's going to be going on those forums. I want to see a basement scene. I really do. (laughs) In his underwear, crumbs on his face. (laughs) And then we get the slap heard around the world with blood. (laughs) I feel bad for celebrating violence, but like, I know. But some people just deserve to get slapped, and this is one of them. And he basically slaps him into like you know a decade from now. Like he just slapped him into another like time zone. The boy flies. <laughs> he goes flying. Well, I mean, I don't know. Jewelry's not a big guy. Tora is. I mean, like Tora, like six four or something like that, six. and just monstrously strong. And the size of his hand against Jewelry's face. And the fact that it's an open palm slap too, like it's, it, that's just so deliciously insulting to jewelry. It's just like, you're so, you're such a little worm. You're not even worth me like exerting. Wasn't it yeah. like a back, the back of his hand? Is it the it back of like? his hand? I always oh, thought it was I, like, yeah, I thought going it, like this is what I thought he was doing. Because yeah. oh, jewelry's head is like fly, like, you know, flying kind of like, like, like myself. <laughs> he's just like whack. Yeah. Anyway, oh, hit him is good with me. Yeah. <laughs> and he oh, just basically, yeah. Where are we starting the third? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I guess, yeah, I didn't really quite divide it very well. Oh, but like, <laughs> slap, and then he goes, go like, it's now 20, 31 for jewelry. Yeah, I think you can go a little bit longer. Okay. So, yeah, I love his arms are blur. I mean, <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but it's like, he just like, He's traveling so fast, his arms blurred out, and he just hits the ground. And Poppy's like, her expression here, where she's like, Tor, but she's not like, oh, stop, oh, no, oh, anything. She's just like, Tor. Because, <laughs> and then he's standing over him, and you can feel like just his stance. He's got this whole internal dialogue because you know he wants to do more, and he probably wants to kick him. He probably wants to, yeah. but he's just standing there. Hair is and, flying. The fact that yeah. his hair is flying, I think, is a is a mark of his internal state of wildness. Yeah, you know? yeah, because he does not look calm and composed by any stretch here. The eyes, the eyes are amazing, and we're only seeing them from the side. How, yeah. There's so much expression in there. And I, I think when he hears her voice, 
it pulls them back. You know what I mean? Um, which is again another it shows their connection that she can do that. Like she yeah. just says his name, Torah, and then she can pull him back from this precipice. Um, yeah, Poppy, Poppy looks very, very shocked at this point. The first panel, yeah. though, with the second panel, and I think it's because she sees how wild his eyes are. Yeah, and she's like, oh shit, I need to stop this because, yeah, yeah it's going to get worse. I wonder, like, and I didn't, the difference in his eyes between his two panels. Like the profile, you can see his one panel, his eyes are very wild. She says Torah, and then his eyes change, and it's so subtle, but it's there. And it's almost like he sighs. He heard her, and he's getting like drawn back to like, you know, go down, yeah. down, down to earth, down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> and um, takes off his coat because he was about to have a beat down. And then he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck my teeth!" And then the blood is dripping on the cobblestones. And obviously, off his jacket, <laughs> which we're all like, "What is serious?" Took off the blazer. <laughs> And Sorry. then this really great panel where she just slides her small little hand into his, his hand and he grips it. And again, she's his tether. She's tethering him back. Um, if you ever come near her again, I'll break every fucking bone in your body. You got that. And <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's like legs are shaking and he's panting and he's stumbling and he's like, shit. And you can see just the mark and the blood and his ear is probably ringing from the, the strength of it. And he's like, I won't, I won't, shaking. And then he, Tora looks at me and he's like, get the fuck out of my sight. Like, again, we're done with you. Go away. This is over. And afterwards. stunned. Jewelry looks stunned. They're like, who is this guy? Where does he come from? And he just gave me the smack of my life. And I'm so humiliated. And then what cracked me up in this panel when he's running away, he's running away from his car because I think he pulled up in that white car when he first came to the garage and now he's completely just leaving his car and like running. So he's just getting out of Dodge right now. I mean, in a place like Moonbright. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. If you're yeah. Moonbright. His house is probably like a block and a half away. <laughs> but it's just, he's so like, I just, yeah terrified he leaves please and I really hope he takes this seriously and he just goes away you know because sometimes guys like this they'll be humiliated for a while but then they'll talk themselves back around in their head you know how they were right and they were justified and how dare you know what I mean so I really hope he just stays gone like he takes this lesson and he learns it and leaves do you not think he might go to the police or something like that like this is what I was wondering right because he doesn't know Torah's background to him it's just this like asshole that slapped him and that's like way out of his mind yeah and I can see jewelry being like how dare he treat me like this in my hometown yeah I know the cops here like I don't know I could see it I could see him stirring up some shit still probably that wouldn't surprise, would surprise me at all both ways yeah meaning in terms of personality I do think it's more likely like for him to be a whiny baby about it. But in terms of the story, you know, maybe Lily wants to like put this to rest. So I don't know, either way. Well, didn't she say Poppy's uncle? Was it her uncle? Right, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. So if he went into the police, he'd be running to Poppy's uncle. Poppy's uncle would call her and be like, he was doing this to me. And then they'd be like, okay. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> I think that's why her uncle's the cop. Yeah, maybe. Whose side is he going to take? His nieces or her abuse of ex? I mean, it's not supposed to be that way, but. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely be a good source of drama if he reported him to police and see what happens next. And maybe Lane will get involved. What's his record? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That would be, it definitely would be dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope this him running away like the little whiny baby he is, is the last time we really see him. Amen. Yeah, so Sharon, you want to take over from here? Sure. And I would love now after the lamp incident, yeah. if we could go back and like look at Poppy's expression and talk yeah. about that on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically, jewelry runs away. And we've got Poppy like looking at Tora. Like we see him, we see her behind his shoulder. And she looks like, I don't know what that expression is, if it's like skeptical or, you know, like worried. But he's not done with his aggression. And he basically takes it out on this lamppost that he just rips out of its hinges or whatever it's attached to um, and smashes on the ground. And we can see Poppy looking, you know, worried, concerned, Mm -hmm. shocked. This is why I want to go back to it because I'm like, what's actually going on inside of her? And yeah, like there's a sweat drop dripping down her face. You know, there's a badump. She's biting her lower lip and <laughs> her eyebrows are like deeply furrowed and she stares at him. And I read this as she doesn't know what to expect now. I, thought- I found it pretty scary, honestly. Um, I had an uncle who used to throw tantrums like this when I was a kid and he had trauma in his upbringing and whatever combined with his aggressive personality to begin with but yeah he used to throw stuff like this and it was I don't know even if at some point as a kid it stopped being scary because we were also used to it and the whole family kind of made fun of him which also wasn't the best reaction because it's like he had to go to therapy clearly you know like (laughs) but it's scary to see someone act like that in front of you I was like I was unsettled by seeing this as much as as much as I loved Torah and we all loved Torah it was and we understand why he reacts like this. It was still scary for me as a reader to see this. Yeah, I mean, I think she's shocked because I don't think she's seen this side of him or him really act like this. Um, and again, yeah, this is like someone's property he just destroyed. And she oh, knows Darlene. Her. Yeah, yeah and she knows her. Yeah. Must point out that Darlene on Patreon has said that she's perfectly fine with Tora destroying her property. <laughs> I'm sure I am sure that she is so she's watching the CCTV footage and enjoying it very much rewind rewatch rewind rewatch right yeah yeah in real life not so great and I'm sure her adrenaline is still like super high just from her whole encounter her interaction with jewelry and then she just watched Tora bitch slap jewelry and and I mean I think she probably understands that he's doing to this pillar what he wanted to do to jewelry and um i'm sure she's concerned about like the lack of control that he's demonstrating here um we all would be in my like when i was a young person at 20 and naive if i would have seen this kind of behavior from someone i was in love with i would have been like oh that's okay he'll never do it to me now at 32 if someone i was in a relationship would do this instant out goodbye talk to me in three months when you're done with intensive like therapy or something therapy yeah 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 I've had a boyfriend like throw a key at me you know and 
that already I was like that could have hit me you know like mm-hmm. that's you're, you're doing it to make a point you're like oh like I'm done you know like I'm like that's horrible yeah. don't throw shit to make a point you know and I think you know Torah he's got work he needs to do too um with his anger and his lack of control here and using cigarettes as a coping mechanism, you know, to prevent himself from getting to this point. Like he needs to learn some healthier coping mechanisms and he needs to, you know, really work on this anger. But I also think this is probably why Poppy's coming into his life because she will be the catalyst to help him do this. But I agree with you, Mindy, like if I was 21, I'd be like, oh, now, yeah, I'd be like, your ass is going in therapy. You're not talking to me till we're done. If I even still want to talk to you, I need to think about it, you know? Yeah, because it's kind of a, a red flag. Um, yeah, that is why I'm so curious about what Poppy is actually feeling right now. Because yeah. she doesn't, they don't talk about it, you know? They don't talk about it now. No, they don't no. get to that. They, they're both masters of deflection and, you know, kind of sidelining conversations. And the moment that he kind of breaks this aggressive tension and he goes to like your uncle, you know, and he's referring to yeah. that moment, that was kind of like the comedic relief of this scene. I mean, the fact that he it. came down so fast from the aggression is a positive sign. You know, he wasn't ranting and raving for like half an hour. It was like, he broke this, he gave himself pause. So it's like, there's hope for the future with Torah that he can work through this and learn to handle these emotions better. We definitely know there's hope because this is a romance and, you know, he's the male lead. So like, yeah. (laughs) And Lily is a healthy writer. So we know that the point of this story is going to be him working through his anger. And we also should point out, I mean, everyone who's reading this knows where did he get it from by growing up in the mafia? Obviously, Vincent, you know, we know in 36 was, you know, smashed that statue. Clearly, you know, Torah learned a lot from his father figure mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, you know, he's kind of like a child soldier in many ways, which is like, he's been trained to be violent. And he says that about himself. He said that multiple times about himself, that he's just a weapon of destruction and that he's yeah. just a violent person. So, so, I mean, obviously self-awareness is the first step to, to change. Right. So Torah does know mm-hmm. that about himself. And, but I think that it's, for sure something that they're going to have to discuss because you can't just let it go. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But what is that? Like, again, I, I'm just trying to understand Poppy's expressions because I, <laughs> it could be anything because he says like your uncle, seriously. And then I don't know why, but to me, she looks like those like wavy cats. It's like her eyes are like wide and like almost happy looking and like, how do you interpret, like, what is she feeling now? She's like, oh, oh, he's fine. Cool, cool. Like, <laughs> what is this? She's also happy for the diversion. I think she's happy not to talk about it now. Because, yeah. I mean, she had a very crazy day to begin with. The Gil thing in the morning, grandma, grandma lying to her, you know, jewelry confrontation. I don't think she's ready to talk about, Tora, you're a violent person right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's quite ready to leave it for another day. yeah. I, I saw like people commenting that, you know, oh, maybe it turns her on. I saw that too. <laughs> like, mm, I, don't um, I don't think so. Yeah, she looked scared. She looked scared yeah. when he was doing that. Yeah. Torah, Torah, you know, that wasn't the sign of someone turned on. Sorry. 
yeah. no and she's definitely not the type of girl that would encourage that behavior you know and be like oh look at my manly man like breaking shit no, that's not <laughs> how she rolls um she knows you know this is something if we're gonna go forward that we have to address this yeah. can't this is not good this can't fly so yeah but again yeah. she's tabling it yeah exactly she jumps on that opportunity and she's like i don't have the quickest witch okay here you can throw your jacket in the seat you know so it's really cute actually she's like oh do i put it in here you took it off to beat up my ex but i can carry it for you yeah i can carry it for you and i love too that he's all in black and like he's the source of darkness she's the source of light even though they both have darkness in them um they're like the complementary thing dark and light lightness and darkness that we see a lot that's kind of symbolism um yeah especially when like the next panel when they're both standing next to the scooter yeah she really stands out yeah and he says you and it's you it's not yeah you couldn't say <laughs> i'm a friend or a co-worker i'm only 26 this year for fuck's sake <laughs> doesn't like, want to be called old i was wondering like how much I, I never thought i know some people thought that maybe he smashed the pillar because he was obsessed with called him uncle that i never thought but i was wondering if he would get insulted by the her not wanting to identify him as like even a friend you know like pushing him away and being like oh I'm not ready for you I'm embarrassed of you and I wondered if he would have like a complex of about that I think on some level I mean I think mostly what the pillar smashing was is just like that's what he wanted to do jewelry he wanted to pick he wanted to hulk smash jewelry he couldn't do it so he hulk smashed a pillar um but yeah, I mean, we know we've seen last season that how she brings him in and pushes him away and pulls him forward and pushes him away, like he gets upset with that, you know, when she tried to dismiss their last kiss, you know, and, and he was hurt. So yeah, of course, on some level, you know, he's, he's hurt, but I think he also now, especially seeing what she just walked away from, I think hopefully he'll be a little more understanding, not that he wasn't, but you know, I mean, that kind of... Yeah yeah absolutely it's also an interesting parallel actually to the alleyway where he oh, reads oh. somebody wrote this very very long comment on patreon with the whole parallels i was going to read it at the end because it's amazing okay i haven't so, seen that yeah I, I screenshotted it so i guess when we let me finish the next few panels i want to i want to read it it's probably okay. and if, if there's something that she didn't address yeah you could go okay i'll uh, zip it for now Poppy's <laughs> line. She says, "In what universe would I have a friend or coworker who looks like you?" <laughs> Which I was like, "Why?" Laser. Maybe, maybe he's a novelist like Quincy. He's just so beautiful, though. <laughs> but yeah, he's obviously he immediately jumps and he's like, "How do I look?" And he like touches her hand that's on the scooter handle. And we get another badum, and she blushes and pulls her hand away and like pulls her lip, you know, into her teeth. And I think this is why somebody was like, oh, maybe she was turned on by it because like now, you know, she's flustered. But I do think that in a way, maybe she's just not comfortable touching him right now. Yeah, I mean, she's she's pretty fragile, um, but she's also attracted to him. You know yeah. what I mean? So him touching her, of course, would give her a, like that little jolt. But again, too, she literally 30 seconds ago just permanently broke up with the guy she'd been with for several years. So yeah, of course, her first instinct is just pull back. I'm not ready. 
but that doesn't mean she doesn't care and it doesn't mean she doesn't like him she's just not there yet yeah Yeah. I think I do think I don't think she was turned on by the the smashing I do think she is turned on by him touching her right now oh yeah yeah it takes it away because she's just not ready to have that now (laughs) she says you look very handsome and mature (laughs) and then he blushes he has a little blush and he's like and um could you lend me some money for gas in exchange for the compliment pretty please (laughs) he's like i fucking knew it (laughs) (laughs) you already know you look good i don't know why you feel the need to fish for more compliments and then he says oh sorry there's a motorbike um he says, I'm getting too many compliments from people, said no one, ever. <laughs> like, Poppy, he wants compliments from you, period. Like, he doesn't care if anyone else thinks he's hot. He wants you to tell him that you yeah. find him attractive. You know what I mean? And she's just like, no, 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 Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that she remembers Gyu. She's like, bah, why do I feel like I've heard something similar from Gyu before? And she only, like, met him once, right? And Tor's like, did you ask why he's got so many jobs? And he's like, oh my God, yes, I think I did. And that's how the conversation like fades away and we enter the next scene. But I guess before that, Mindy, you wanted to talk about the parallels. The parallels. And let me, while I pull it up, also somebody on Patreon pointed out that like, he's asking her, how do I look? And that's a callback to, um, I think she was talking about something specific where people were like, you know, judging Torah. And he was like, what do I look like? <laughs> to you like do you think I'm a thug like everyone else thinks of me so yeah, yeah when he was in the grocery store when they first went to get food and that man with his son was like oh get away from him and he was just standing there doing absolutely nothing yeah except look hot as hell <laughs> I miss thug Torah a little bit like blazer Torah is great but thug Torah has my heart <laughs> joggers and tank top Torah Ooh. Here it is. Okay, so it's Maria, Maria E. And I told her on Patreon that I want to use her comment. So <laughs> she's okay with it. She said, um, I want to see how much I love the inverse symmetry going on in the story. My little pattern-loving brain can't stop comparing tonight in Broombright with last night in Aero Street. Yesterday, Poppy ran to Tora. She went to find him on his home turf and found him exactly where she thought she'd, he'd be. Today, Tora ran to Poppy. He went to find her on her home turf, but it took him hours of searching to track her down. Last night, there was trouble with thugs, and Poppy's little civilian self stepped up to defend Tora when they started disrespecting him. She thought they should have let him handle it from the beginning, but he doubted his self-control, despite the fact that he had defused the situation without getting violent. Tonight, there was civilian-flavored trouble, and Tora, the boss-level thug, bitch-slapped jewelry into next Tuesday when he started disrespecting Poppy. He tried to let her handle the situation herself, but this time actually snapped and lost control, becoming violent in front of her for the first time. And last night, Poppy got spooked and ran away, leaving Tora completely frustrated. And if the pattern holds the way I'm hoping, there won't be running any running away tonight. Maybe, just maybe, the tiger and hamster will get some, you know, quality time alone, etc. Um, but I sort of love how an Aries street, loud, chaotic, and named for the freaking god of war, nobody there got hurt when fighting and violence is the norm. Whereas in Moonbright, quiet, sleepy little village, country village, the village idiot got what he deserved and there was blood and destruction. Further, I love how Torah taking Poppy's hand, calmed and steadied her after she'd given into flight when he was like, go stand your ground. And then mm-hmm. she instinctively took his hand this time, calming him in turn after he'd given it to fight. Just so much. Like, yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, the storytelling and the quality of the writing is just so good where she, and I think a lot of these parallels are purposeful. I don't think 
I mean, some of them probably, but um, accidental. But I think a lot of them, she is drawing these very clear parallels. And I love it. This is why we're here on a podcast, picking it to bits because it's so layered. Yeah, we can do this. And the quality of writing is just incredible. Yeah. So the parallel I was going to talk about is a little bit more like, I think, one-to-one. And that in the alleyway, like, Torah really kept it together. Um, but then this, like, pent-up anger, he let it out, presumably later. It wasn't shown to us, but with the La Rosa clan. Yeah. Uh, so what I at least read from that situation is he basically picked a fight after, away from Poppy, to let out that tension. And mm-hmm. now he... Yeah, he did slap jewelry, which <laughs> to a degree was deserved. But then after that, you know, he let it out by taking, like by taking it out on the lamp. Um, so maybe that's a common theme for him that he kind of like carries the anger from one situation that could, you know, get worse if he lets it out to one where it's, I don't know, less <laughs> dangerous or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that shows a quality of him knowing himself, um, which which is good. But yeah, coping, coping is bad. But yeah, because we saw his hand bandaged up yeah. uh, the next day when he was sitting in the car with Quincy. So yeah, obviously, and he threw the cone at them, the parking cone. So he was definitely picking a fight. <laughs> so he just needs to learn how to channel the, all this emotion into something that's not violent. Like, hey, Tora, take up macrame, embroidery, pottery, <laughs> something, cook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go to the gym. Go to the gym. <laughs> you know, by the way, I took some kickboxing classes and the whole time that I was punching the bag, I just kept thinking of Vincent at the time and, and, <laughs> and a bunch of other just like negative things. Not in my life personally because I think my life is good. I don't have anyone to be angry at really. But like, all the terrorists, people who cut people's heads off and like, yeah. like whatever, disgusting things. That's what I think of when I was punching that bag. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That's a good way to channel it, especially because those kind of things, you know, they're not something like we would have influence on in a way, you know, there's nothing yeah. you can do to those people. So it can lead to a feeling of just like helplessness and feeling overwhelmed. And I get that a lot when I'm like, you know, confronted with so many horrible things happening in the world and some you have influence on, but most of them you have influence on like indirectly and it's a long-term thing. And yeah, it can make you feel really overwhelmed because you're like, there's nothing I can do. So I think that's actually a really cool way to let that out. Yeah. I mean, I have a degree in history, so I kind of see the patterns repeating (laughs) right now and it's terrifying on a lot of levels. So it's like, again there's certain things we can control and certain things we can't and some things we have to sit back and watch and wonder like why is this happening and I mean I just found myself where I'm like I can't watch the news I can I'll check it on my phone once a day but I need to figure out some other way so I don't just go insane so I just started writing more and you know I actually picked up embroidery which I'd never done before but I'm like I just need some way to self-soothe yeah to get through this because this last year and a half or a few years has been really traumatic on a lot of levels for a lot of people. So, yeah. I'm totally with you. Like I used to be a big news person and now I'm like headlines only. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we ready to continue on to Gyu? Gyu. 
Sorry. We're so we're so we're so emasculating. Sorry, Hugh. <laughs> I love the boy. Um yeah, so he sneezes because people are talking about him and he immediately knows he's in his little security booth at Poppy's apartment. And he says, geez, big bro must be bitching about me again. <laughs> he's so real. Um, and he feel like out. someone's walking over my grave or whatever. He's like, no, big bro's bitching about me. Yeah. Um, he comes out in his like security outfit. Um, and it's obviously the night. It's the same time, I guess, as it was in Moonbright. And he looks up at Poppy's balcony and he's like, Miss Poppy's still not back yet. I love that he calls her Miss Poppy and Quincy calls so her Miss Poppy. I know. He's a little gentleman. He really is. Yeah. And then he thinks, I hope Big Bro already found her at Moonbright or I'll be dead meat for getting the address wrong. <laughs> and he looks like <laughs> this cute little like simple face monkey. I don't know how to describe it. It's such a cute look on him. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Around round face it's so adorable and his little chin hairs <laughs> yeah. you know yeah we could tolerate the chin hairs on him him we're fine with chin hairs he's not gross <laughs> he has more like he has more than like six stubbles you know he's got a proper goatee like it's not everyone's flavor but it's a choice <laughs> is it i don't know i oh, i wonder does he do it deliberately or is that the only thing that grows well but if you don't like it you can just shave it no He's got sideburns too, so yeah. yeah. Well, he's looking across the dark parking lot in front of the um, apartment building. And then he says, man, I should do a few more rounds around the compound. Don't know why, but something about tonight feels off in my gut. And I, <sighs> my heart. You know, and I know people online were saying that one of the cars, I'm like, that they thought they saw someone seeing one of the cars. I'm like, I... Like maybe the little hatchback on the right. I guess if you really zoom in, I'm like, it could be like a rendering thing, but that could be a person. But if they're in, if they're on the parking lot and they're just sitting in the car, like, you would be like, why is this doing in the car? Too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I sit in my own driveway. I used to sit in my own, now I do it less, but like, because I'm home more often, but I would always, after a long, long day, I would just sit in my driveway for like half an hour, just like reading stuff talking to mm -hmm. my friend and I mean and that's fine but don't you think the security guy if there was one would come yeah. and be like hey yeah. oh, oh you're a resident okay cool you know yeah, yeah I mean he true. should know the cars that are coming in and out of there and especially yeah. because he's supposed to be keeping watch so he would ultra know the cars that are coming in and out of there so when someone said that I was like I don't know I yeah. think it's just kind of this maybe a feeling of they know something's coming the storm's coming it's just yeah it's so much yeah. foreshadowing and I'm yeah. so worried for him because like okay maybe he's gonna surprise us and maybe it's gonna show that Gyo actually can kick some ass but yeah I, I don't think Gyo's a weakling I think he's probably pretty damn tough didn't um, he beat up Damien remember at, yeah. Um, at some point yeah so I think I mean you I, I think he probably have to push him into a corner for him yeah. to do it, but I'm pretty sure he can probably take care of himself. But I don't like the fact that it's a dark night, he's alone. Tor is not in town. We don't know where Quincy is. You know what I mean? That's what's making me nervous. <laughs> yeah. No. I was speaking with Elizabeth and she was like, yeah, like something along the lines of this was basically just making me think even more that Yi was gonna die. And I was like, why would no. you for me like this? Like, no, no. I, I can't, I can't. 
And we would hear like a collective screech that would just like orbit the earth if Lily kills off you. Like it would just, he's one of the mo- most popular characters. You know what I mean? He's good like, for him. He, he doesn't he get anything wrong. Right? He's just been working his butt off nonstop. He does everything. Like, if you really want to wrench out our hearts, yeah, go for Gyu. If you want to make us just feel like a little bit upset, take like Brian. Oh, like oh guy liner oh boo no, not like, like you yeah but Gyu's like works like sick what 16 hours a day or some some like ridiculous thing this is like job number three right because he had the calf he had the restaurant and I think now this is probably job number three but Excellent. yeah he's also, such a good little guy that just works really hard no, he's, he's, at, he's one of the Sorry, I'm just counting. <laughs> Sorry. The cafe, the, the restaurant, the so, restaurant. Right, the bar and bistro, and, and then the tech jobs. So, security. Was, was there another restaurant? Maybe not. <laughs> There's half where he's doing coffee or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. I mean, and he's when Torres rocks. You know, he's super dependable and reliable. And that's who Torres, like, if he needs something, he needs something reliable and quick and that he can trust. That's This is his go to person is you yeah if someone does show up at the apartment who do you think or like who do you think sent them? and i'm racking my brain like okay how <laughs> i know we're all doing like how do they know about poppy how do they have you know to the point where they know where she lives yeah. they're watching her you know i'm like what was the giveaway that this was someone you know extremely yeah. important to torah well, i mean i mean or is it just Gil? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Gil <laughs> right now is the one. He, he would have her address, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but then we also don't know who Gil's in bed with either. Yeah. Yet. Gil said he would take action and he's really upset with Poppy. And this was the thing. Gil knows she's out of town because she had to tell work that she wasn't going to be there. Yeah, true. So if he were to go himself or I think maybe he would send someone to Poppy's place, I think it would be Gil, but for what reason? Yeah, because like, he has a notebook, right? Or what's he going to do with it in Poppy's apartment? Like plant it there and then call the police and tell them to find it? Or call... Uh, and then maybe blame... Remember, I think we had we talked about this on a previous podcast, that maybe he'd want to blame her for his crimes because he that's what his wife kind of suggests. That's, it looks like he kind of thought of that based on what his wife was saying um, to try what to blame her. Something about like sitting in jail or something. And I think like we took from that that he was like oh I can pin my crimes on someone else and let them sit in jail for me so yeah maybe- I mean he could try but that would just be so stupid because she's only been in in Nan City for what three months and then she was in college you know what I mean it would have to be he'd have to plan it in so many levels that's true you know I mean? <laughs> what I'm worried about is like he's going to plant the notebook and then sends a different gang out and here's the notebook and this is the chick that had the notebook stole the notebook and she's connected with you know goliath da 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 that he doesn't know right like because torah specifically didn't go in like quincy said good call not coming in today because if he's not on high alert after seeing me he would be after seeing you mm-hmm. so from what i gathered gil doesn't know yet who quincy is he doesn't know that quincy is all human he just knows that Quincy's bad news for him. Yeah. Right? Like Quincy so, saw through him. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that, that like, because the, the Walmart Joker, he <laughs> made money <laughs> off of revealing one name, right? He yeah. apparently 
crazy rich. Yeah. So Gil probably wouldn't want to show that he has all of the information because it makes him a target. But what if he wants to like bleed out the information bit by bit, you know? Mm-hmm. But still, why would he need Poppy's apartment for it? I just I, I feel like it might be Gil just because of where this season has been going. But then Lily often brings back things from like way back, and there's been so much set up before that we haven't addressed yet. And it could just be that Gil's just completely psycho and he just wants to wait <laughs> for Poppy in her apartment just to like hurt her, to harm her. You know what I mean? Just out of sheer frustration. And he's just that messed up in the head. Like, but I don't know. That messed up. I think, I think that requires a level of stupidity that he wouldn't have achieved, like he wouldn't have gotten where he is now if he was yeah. that irrational and emotional. He would have been in jail already. <laughs> and he knows like if he wants to hurt her, he wouldn't go when she's in there. Yeah. I just don't know I, I just I'm so scared of next week because I and I also don't know like are we going to continue with you are we going to continue with Poppy and Tora yeah I mean are we going to get like her. he walks into your grand's house and da 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 and then we see something happening to Gus. we have like oh they're kissing again and then there's this you bomb you know what I mean oh yeah. I hope not <laughs> I hope if, uh, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't give us the gyu bomb and then the kissing. I don't think Lily would. It would be the like softer blow, I think, because it would be like, oh no, gyu is hurt, but also they're kissing, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm terrified. And at some point we have to see Goliath. Like, where is he going to come in? (laughs) When are we going to see who's chasing him and what happened to him in the jungle? I know like Joker man was... One of the guys that was chasing him because that distinctive haircut. So, yeah, when you go back and look, he's got that really distinctive face. So that's why I thought the end of last season, I was like, oh, it's that creep that was rude to his mom. Oh, the season finale, I mean, was that when it was? I don't think so. I'm going to, I'm scrolling back to see it, but he also does not strike me as the kind of guy to be in the field. Like he's, he seems so uh, like an unmotivated couch potato. Um, Where is Goliath anyway? This is still like, he's in the tropics somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Yeah, I oh my God. yeah, I see what you're saying. Like he has a, but this Jared Sorolito had um, just a mohawk. This guy has a man bun. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I love man buns, even if they're criminals. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Man. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously she's setting a lot up and it's probably going to be fast. Like, what's happening? Yeah. So. Plus, Quincy did the foreshadowing too with, you know, saying like, oh, things are coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Her life is in danger. Yeah. I mean, none of that is for no reason. That's obviously her setting all of this up. I was really thinking that we were going to have maybe like a three season arc, but now I'm like, maybe it's only two because things are starting a lot spicier than I expected and not in the sexy kind. <laughs> I don't know. I want more than two whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. This is I don't really care about the theory so much. I'm like, I want to be excited and surprised. Whatever happens, I will be happy. <laughs> or sad. Yeah, depending on so what happens. And I mean, even when we kind of like are right with theories, I mean, everyone knew that Gil was shady and that he had the notebook, right? But then when that's revealed to be true, 
there's still more, you know, there's like, oh, wait, Quincy and Tor actually knew about it. Oh, like, Ardine and Jacob knew stuff as well. Like, it's so wild, you know, that there's always something that she surprises us with, even mm -hmm. on and Erdine's dad having connections. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that like mafia, like, oh, it's just a regular thing. Like everyone deals with the mafia here. Like, okay, then. It's like 1920 Chicago. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's in the mob or connected to the mob or corrupted by the mob. Yeah. I keep thinking I have to like censor what I say, you know, <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I can't say things that are in Fast Pass episodes. But I'm yes. like, this is a Fast Pass. <laughs> Well, guys, do you want to move on to the bonus uh, question? Sure. All right. Thank you so much, my current patrons. Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne, Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Imelda, Shannon, Esther, and I'm watching you. Your support is truly appreciated.